Hayyayim Yayim Yud Alev Teves, the 11th day of the month of Teves. Says the Rebbe. The mentions Lebin is totally in the Avir Vorgifinzich. A person's life is dependent upon the ear quality where he finds himself in. Green ear, good energy, good ear. That's why in China it's a little messed up, they say. Maybe that's why no one rebels in China. The ear, they, 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 you know, doesn't. Uh, but anyways, actually, they're very intelligent in China. But whatever, it's not. We're not talking about intelligence. We're talking about quality of life. Quality of life is dependent upon the ear in which you live. On avir keminit leben, without ear you cannot live. When in vosfara avir men lept as leben. And depending upon the quality of the ear which you live, that is the level of life that you are going to have. You hear this? Now, let's apply that to spirituality. Because we're going to see in a moment, everything physical and spiritual are connected. And it's not just to have a good ear, which is also important. But also to have good spiritual ears. He says, When you live in a Torah mitzvah's ear, another way to say that is atmosphere, um, your life is a healthy one. When you live in a denialism environment, kfida is a word used for denial of God. But I like the word denialism in general. Because to deny God is to deny reality. So when you live in a kfira avir, then your whole life is sick. You have a sick life. You need a, you push it. In other words, when you see a yid, you see someone who's a kaifer, you have to wish them a refuah shleimah comes out. Refuah shleimah. Your life is messed up. It's not just messed up, it's krank. It's a sick life. Krank is the, is the Yiddish word for sick. And you're always uh, threatened. I'm not so familiar with this word gefar, so I don't know. But you're kis- gefar. What's it mean? Gefar means danger. Oh, really? So when it's kaseder, you're constantly in gefar crank in a uh, in danger in in in, in threatened illness. Um, threatened. I mean, in other words, very easy, right? Very. Uh, Open to getting sick uh, with uh, with contagious diseases. It's interesting how he throws in the word contagious. What is contagious? I guess because when you're when when you live in such an atmosphere, you see what happens. When you live in a kfit atmosphere, you're open right to to diseases. In other words, everyone's ideology could become yours. That's what he's saying. In other words, every not every nourish guide, every stupidity, every ideology. Could become adapted. There's no, you have no wall. You have nothing which is to stop. Nothing which doesn't allow you to become sick. Just like physically, when a person doesn't have an immune system, right? They get knocked off by the easiest thing, pneumonia. You name it, they're dead, right? It's very. You have to be very, very careful. The fact is, someone who doesn't live in a healthy atmosphere, which really destroys their defense mechanisms. Right, the uh, this now allows them to become contagious diseases. They have to be very afraid, and they have, now they have to put on a mask. And even that doesn't help them. The urge to algemeine refuah is to machen rein die luft. Now, 
there obviously, once a person is sick, there's many particular uh, healing processes that we could implement. However, the algemeine, the general a way to deal with the problem is instead of dealing with the symptom, let's deal with the problem. You, de- you see a yid who's a kaifer, who's this. You, don't, you have to deal with the problem. The problem is the ear that he's breathing. That's the problem. So you have to make the refuah. The Friedrich was saying this about America when he came here. The refuah is samachan named the luft. Yeah, we have to purify the atmosphere. The arbitz mataras aver licked after the yid is safe from the yid The job of purifying the ear is lies in the shoulders of the Yehde Sefer and the Yehde Taira. I don't know what the distinction between the two is. The knowers of the book and the knowers of the Taira. But he repeats himself twice, both times. Yehde Sefer, Yehde Taira, in a moment. So it's obviously it means what he means, what he means. But um, uh, perhaps what he means is that there's people who are learned, who are knowledgeable within Judaism. But you're not going to call them Yehde Taira, the knowers of the Taira. That that they know, shas, poiskim, right, chassidus, halacha, but they're they're learned, they know enough that they're part of the program. They're not, uh, they didn't fall off the street. Uh, you know what does Judaism say? They know what's flying. So it, it, uh, both people's shoulders, it's very very responsibility it lies on them. The responsibility of taras haver, and and how do they uh, how do they uh, purify the atmosphere? Through letters of Torah, through words of Torah. Practically, when you're standing in the store, when you're walking down the street, or when you're going in the subway, and you say words of Torah, you purify the ear. Maybe they're about to add a subway, because it's hard to believe that you could purify the ear of a subway. It's so stiflingly disgusting down there. Right? Even though in 1942 when this was said, maybe it was a little better because it was more newly constructed. And normally as time goes by, things get better. But in New York City, right, with between all the pocketing of trillions of dollars, everyone takes a piece of the cash, the city just descends into complete and utter chaos. So the subway system, I imagine, is like 10 times worse than it was in the early 1940s, in the year 2023. In any event, but that's neither... Oh, so he means the spiritual atmosphere. I'm saying the Chiddush, that you could purify the atmosphere in the tunnels of the subway. So he says, when you say, you purify the ear. Every individual one of these knowledgeable people, Yehde Sefer and the knowers of Torah, has to have things in their head that they know by heart. You're not always going to have a book with you, a safer. That's not what it is. It's having it in your brain that you could say over and repeat. And, and the Rebbe gives four options. Chumash. You have to have a part of Chumash that you know by heart, word for word, letter by letter, with all the proper Nekudais. You know the Chumash. You know a piece of Chumash by heart. Tehillim. There's certain chapters of Tehillim or major portions of Tehillim, or a sefer of Tehillim, that you know by heart. Mishnayis, you know Mishnayis by heart. Tanya, a few chapters of Tanya, a person could have in their head that they know by heart. Azois, so that, as the Yed, at so Yed, it's and Yed, Earth, and every time, and in every place, you should be able to think and say the holy words of the Torah. Sometimes you're not allowed to say. It is true, if you, let's say the woman sitting across from you, 
or whatever is not dressed as Sneas, I don't think it's uh, I don't think you're allowed to say words of Torah. But you're definitely allowed to uh, to think words of Torah, and that also has um, has an effect. Um, in the original Sikha, the Friedrich actually gives advice. He says, this is very possible. He says, all you have to do is learn two or three Mishnayis a week. And he said, it's doable. And he says, you'll be shocked at the end of the year how much Mishnayis you know by heart. All it takes, he says, everyone's able to do it. You learn two Mishnas by heart a week. Over the course of the week, a line a day, whatever it may be. Right? And he says, this is how you accomplish great things in Torah. It's Kaivitz al Yad. Little by little, by knowing a lot aiming for very little to know it very well and then collecting your knowledge accumulating um, your knowledge this is what it is um, and specifically this is how the Friedrich Rebbe launched his campaign of Mishnai's Balpeh learning Mishnai's by heart this became a huge part of the, the activity of Chabad in America in the early 1940s was uh, primarily of course saving Jews in Europe etc and then learning Mishnayis by heart here in America and they got thousands of good Jews on board from all groups and walks of life that when you walk in the street then they used to split up the whole Mishnayis and then do it again and again and uh, the, uh, the Friedrich Rebbe even said in that talk that it doesn't belong to a certain shita, a certain ideology it doesn't belong to a certain group this is every Jew and it's relevant to your own personal protection and in fact he even talks about it's relevant to your own personal purification of your ear in other words, imagine the ear you live in is toxic, but you have an oxygen tube, you know, like an outer space, you know, with that, with that, the, 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 that knapsack, with real oxygen. It sounds in Frida Kedebe, that even before you accomplish the goal of changing the whole world, pushing your own, simply to make that your own oxygen should be clean and pure and, uh, and healthy, is you say these words of chitas, of chumash, tehillim, or tanya by heart, or, uh, or, uh, or, um, what was the other thing? Or Mishnayis, or and maybe specifically Mishnayis. I want to add one more thing: is that the Rebbe, after the Friedrich Rebbe said this over, he wrote a whole pilpul about the source of ear, the purification of ear, and the ear needs to be pure. And uh, it's a, it's a difficult. I, I've been trying to study it this morning. It's so the Rebbe. Uh, let, let me. Let me I'll just throw out there the Rebbe's argument and then, you know, you can think about it. The Rebbe says like this, look, the way Hashem set it up is there's two primary features to being able to survive in this world. There's your blood, right, which gives you life, and the blood is replenished by food, by intake of food. So we need to eat and drink constantly in order to keep up uh, our nutrition, and we need oxygen, Our blood needs to be oxygenated. These are the two primary forces with which our life stays within our bodies, that we remain connected. Now, when it comes to eating and drinking, everyone knows how particular it is, both from a physical and spiritual perspective. From a physical perspective, it's so critical what foods you eat, right? right? The quality of life is largely going to depend upon the quality of the foods that you're consuming. And... Then, of course, spiritually, kosher versus not kosher, and even so much so that the Ramban says that the, the reason why certain foods are not, aren't kosher are because they cause certain effects in your body, because they have a negative effect. They will do certain things, they'll make you a more depraved person, a more cruel person, 
right, the kinds of foods. And we see in the Gemara that even if the food comes from a kosher animal, but if it was affected by someone, for example, someone served it as idolatry, or someone decided they want to give it to idolatry, that very thought and that very action itself will transform the food and now, if someone eats the food, it will have a bad effect on them. The Gemara says that's how Acher became Acher, Elisha ben Avuya became a bad guy because his mother ate to Kravis Havidizara. So we see that even just you have an effect on the food, and then the consumption of that food already ruins a person's life. What's the difference? Ear. Ear is even more so, the Rebbe says. It's a kosher came The Rebbe says an argument of a kalvachoimer, which is one of the ways of exegesis in the Torah of deriving things. The Rebbe says, how much more so you have to make sure that the ear is pure and clean. It's, we need it every second of our lives. We depend, our body, the oxygenization of our body is dependent upon it. And how much more so that both physically and spiritually, the ear that you breathe, breathe has to be good ear. And the Rebbe says, it's clear from the Gemara such a thing, because the Gemara talks about Israel. It doesn't say, Eretz Yisrael Machim, Israel makes you smart. What does it say? Avira the Eretz Yisrael Machim, the ear of Israel makes you smart. The Gemara says that Hashem made them forget their languages by the Tower of Babel. It says, Avir Migdol Meshakech. Hashem made the Avira Shal Ear. The Avir, the, the ear of the city that they should, that it caused forgetfulness, that it should make them forget. Now, since when does the words of Torah purify the ear? So the, the source for that, that ever brings, I, I, it ever brings a few things, but the most Geshmaka one that spoke to me is, that the Ramam says in the end of Hilchus Kriyashma, that even when a person is not pure and they had a, se- a, a, se- a seminal emission and whatever, they're still able to read the Torah and they're still able to read the Shema. Why? Lefi says the Ramam, Because the words of Torah do not receive impurity. They stand within their purity forever. Shenemar, that the words of God are like, are like fire and fire doesn't receive impurity. I think that Rebbe, so the implication is, right, that, first of all, the words that come out of our mouth, those sound waves, are a real thing. He's just saying the words of Torah don't receive, because no, everyone always said you're allowed to think Torah. We're talking about verbalizing Torah. We're saying the words of Torah are not, don't receive impurity. What does that mean? That other words do receive impurity, and they do give off impurity. And yet the words of Torah can never become. Um, impure, and we see that the Torah values the effect of the sounds that come out of our, out of our mouths. Because when someone hears us, the only way they're hearing us is through the medium of those waves that are being created in the ear, and it has this uh, it has this effect that your the ear is now which I'm producing sound waves, I'm producing an atmosphere, right? And now even though we just checked online and we saw that. Earwaves do end because the friction that it, that it eventually meets will make it dissipate. But um, one could argue that the effect is still there. So the ear in this room is the healthiest ear, the healthiest room in the whole neighborhood. Well, there's other shoals. I'm not going to speak to. But yes, the Rebbe does mention there. Oh. But the Rebbe says that, yeah, the base Medrash, the Rebbe quotes from the Rambam, that the ear of a base Medrash is the holiest ear. Yeah, correct. And uh, so that's it. Everyone have a great day.